Well, you're tuned in to the Teal Shirt Report episode show number 64. This is episode uh, show number 64, season number two. Uh, we're going to talk about the Jaguars. Going to give you a real quiet Duval today. Duval. Jaguars win their first game. They're one in five on the season. And we'll take a look at the fact that, um, hey, London was a sign of the victory. The Jaguars 23, the Dolphins 20. Josh Allen, a big fourth down stop. I've been looking at the, uh, I've been looking at the highlights of the Jags-Dolphins game. Um, you know, of course, you had the big kicks by uh, new place kicker uh, Matthew Wright. The Jags defeat the Dolphins 23-20. to Lawrence Wright, a couple of big field goals from, you know, deeper than 50 yards. One uh, for 53, the other for 54. And we'll talk more about it on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Uh, brought to you by Saucerility in North Florida. Uh, for all your real estate needs, whether it's uh, home, residential, business, commercial, Saucer Realty. For all your real estate needs, go to the uh, website, bigjreport.com. Scroll all the way down to the weather information, and you'll find the link uh, for Saucer Realty. We also want to thank Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor.fm, great creation tools, enhancements, and improvements. And LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio where it's all good, LakeUfallahits.com. Uh, they have Rock Saturdays, Hits 2000s, Monday through Friday evenings. And, of course, late at night, they've got uh, deep cuts, album tracks, unique songs. Check them out, LakeUfallahits.com, where it's all good, great internet radio. So, again, our sponsors, Anchor.fm. Saucerility uh, here in North Florida, uh, LakeUfallHits.com, and you can follow us at BigJReport.com. We're going to talk about the Jaguars, North Florida Entertainment, also other area sports as well, including the SEC games uh, from over the weekend. Florida and Georgia both off this weekend, getting ready for the cocktail party in Jacksonville on Saturday, October the 30th. So we'll talk college football, high school football in North Florida, South Georgia, uh, even parts of Central Florida, and a pocket of South Alabama, too. So we'll talk high school football in the area and surrounding areas. And uh, we'll talk college football. Florida and Georgia didn't play, but there were other games. Florida State actually won their third game in a row. That's right, the FSU Seminoles, they were – they were victorious. We'll talk about them. Uh, competition, uh, the uh, UMass Minutemen, Massachusetts Minutemen, Florida State won 59-3. We'll talk about, about that game and other college football coming up. Hey, this is the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're listening to in as many as 36 states in the United States, where not only almost nationwide, but worldwide and international, too. 
and uh, 36 states, as many as 36 states, listen to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. A big Duval now, Duval, and a big win. The Jaguars 23, the Dolphins 20. I've been looking over the film. You know, the game, I, you know, there was a nice uh, film package I had a chance to watch. And, you know, that big fourth down play late in the game before the Jaguars got the ball back. Uh, Josh Allen was in on the play. Also, Dwayne Smoot, Dewan Smoot. And also, you know, I've been, uh, I was trying to slow it down and see who was the third guy, you know, that was in there, you know, on the, um, on the, um, actually the tackle. It looked like it was number 49, uh, was also in on that tackle. And, uh, and I believe that was Chappelle Russell. Yeah, Chappelle Russell, number 49 uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He actually had four total tackles in the game, two solo tackles. And I guess you would credit him an assist because, to me, that fourth down play, the initial hit on the fourth down play where the Jags could get the ball back, the initial hit was by Josh Allen. And then also coming up from more of a linebacker position, uh, was Chappelle Russell. Then on the left side of Russell, you know, you did see uh, uh, Dewan Smoot in on the tackle too. You had three guys in on that play. First of all, Josh Allen, uh, Dewan Smoot, and Chappelle Russell. So you got to give all three of those defenders uh, credit for that fourth down and one stop. Uh, Chappelle Russell played his college ball out of uh, Temple, and uh, he was actually a, a 2020 seventh-round pick uh, by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 241st pick overall, but he ended up, you know, with the Jaguars, and um, so let's give him some credit. He, you know, he played a little bit in the, uh, the Houston game back in September, had one assist, but obviously this was his most – um, you know, impressive game so far because he was he was on the stat sheet for uh, total tackles, uh, two solo tackles, uh, two assists in the game. And that was really a big assist on that last play. So I'm going to tell you right now, in my mind, you know, that big fourth down and one where the Jaguars stopped the running back short of the first down by probably just a matter of inches. It was Chappelle. Russell, it was Chappelle Russell. Um, you know, as I mentioned, Chappelle Russell, also Dewan Smoot, who was re-signed by the Jaguars uh, just, what, about a, a little over a year ago. And, um, again, Dewan Smoot, Dewan Smoot, Chappelle Russell, and Josh Allen made the initial hit. And uh, Josh Allen, who's typically a defensive inner linebacker, kind of lined up closer to the line of scrimmage to near he was a little bit closer to the ball as he lined up inside of the tight end so josh allen in on that initial hit along with Chappelle russell and you know also dewan smoot so i'm going to give those three guys a lot of credit for that fourth down and one play where the jaguars did stop the dolphins short and that was as big as the field goals uh, that were kicked um, by, of course, uh, Matthew Wright 
who kicked a couple of field goals, actually kicked three field goals, but the two long ones, one from uh, 53 and one from 54, to help win the game. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, playing quarterback, made some key throws to Marvin Jones Jr. throughout the game. And then there was that uh, that little pass play. That was actually on fourth down before they kicked the final field goal to win the game. It was uh, LaVisca Chenault, number 10, making a catch on – that was a play that, you know, Urban Meyer uh, said that was a slider play. And that was a little quick pass. Now, the thing about it is you're not sure if you're going to have any time left on the clock. There was only five seconds when the play started. But in the NFL, I've seen plays that if you get the play done quick, call timeout. Maybe only four seconds runs off the clock. That's probably the least amount of time I've ever seen a play run is probably four seconds. The Jags started that play with five seconds. When the play ended on the slider catch, um, of course, by LaVisca Chenault, I think he was actually touched by the defender, and maybe that was a mistake by the defender to touch Chenault when he was down, to make sure he was down. Jags called timeout. The play was over. And then they were able uh, to set up the field goal. As we've been watching, you know, we've been watching these uh, uh, highlights of the uh, Jaguars. In fact, uh, you know, I'm kind of watching them silently now. I did see um, the defensive play on that fourth down and one where Josh Allen made the initial hit. Uh, Dewan Smoot and Chappelle Russell, all those were the main three guys in on that tackle. Uh, the Jags did kind of get backed up a little bit. There was a penalty and I believe a sack. And then the Jags started throwing complete passes out to a guy named LaVisca Chenault. And uh, fourth down and eight, the Jags hit the slider pass play to LaVisca Chenault. And he made the catch. The timeout was called. And the ball was set up at around the 36-yard line. And then the long field goal was good. But I think that was the 53-yarder that won the game, and uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, win their, you know, their obviously their uh, first game of the year. So a uh, happy day in London. This is also as we record this podcast on Sunday, October the 24th. You know, I will say this is the bye week for the Jaguars. The Jaguars not having to play today on Sunday, resting some players, uh, got some players healing up you know, from injuries, of course. And, of course, we've been taking a look, you know, at the stance, as we told you, uh, for the game. And we told you about that big fourth down and one play, the Jaguars stopped them. Amazing. You know, the Jaguars, um, you know, stopped them on that play. Um, as we, of course, you know, take a look at some of the stats. And we will do that. We'll take a look at – we'll go back to the stat line like we did on the last episode – Right now, you're listening to episode show uh, number 64 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast, episode show number 64, season number two. It will continue. We'll take a look at the stat line, but I, I did want to, as we just did, give you a little rundown on kind of how the game ended uh, with, of course, the Jaguars stopping uh, the Dolphins on that fourth down in one play. The Jags got the ball back, and man, they backed up with a penalty, I think a sack, and then. Hey, Trevor Lawrence kind of, you know, kind of pulled the Jaguars up by the, the bootstraps and said, hey, we're moving down the field. He uh, completed a couple of key passes to LaVisca Chenault. 
uh, during that drive. I will tell you that during the game, we also saw another player. Of course, we know about Trevor Lawrence is really locked in with number 11, Marvin Jones Jr., uh, the big veteran wide receiver, which he threw up. Heck, he threw a 28-yard touchdown pass late in the second quarter, right before the half. But I will tell you that um, Jamal Agnew is developing as a wide receiver. We'll talk about, man, he made some catches during this game, and, and he was certainly a key component to the Jaguars winning this football game. It was truly a, a team effort with the Jaguars uh, defeating the Miami Dolphins. The Jacksonville Jaguars 23, the Miami Dolphins 20 last Sunday back on Sunday, October the 17th in London at the Tottenham uh, Spears Stadium, you know, over in London. We'll talk more about it on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We got college football to talk about, high school football, other area sports, and North Florida entertainment. Hey, so keep it right here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Hey, we'll be right back. Hey, you're, you're tuned into the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're going to take a look at the Dolphins-Jaguars stats from the last game uh, back on Sunday, October the 17th. And also one of my producers, JC, said, hey, stop, stop it. Stop the Urban Meyer firing talk. It's not going to happen. Pump the brakes. That's what JC told me. And, um, and again, you know, you see Urban – on the, on the sidelines, uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence has his, his arm around Urban's shoulder as they're getting ready to watch Matthew Wright kick the game-winning field goal. In the locker room, it's it's a happy scene. You know, hugs uh, with Urban Meyer and the players. The players kind of playful, playfully kind of push him around in the locker room a little bit. Uh, I don't I don't believe for a minute he's lost the locker room at all. I, I think um, whoever the guy was that – you know, tried to um, uh, share some information with um, uh, Mr. Silver, who wrote an article, you know, about about that uh, Meyer had lost the locker room. And, and um, you know, that player, maybe that player needs to go, whoever that player is. But, I'm, you know, things happen. Things, things happen. Things have happened. And I will say this to Jaguars ownership, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars owner, Sean Gunn, I mean, he made a big investment in um, head coach Urban Meyer. Uh, it's the coach that Sean Conn really wanted to get. He's made a big investment in Urban. And let's face it, Sean Conn made this hire. This hire was not made by um, GM Trent Baalke, you know, who became the acting GM after Dave Codwell uh, was fired last season. I think Dave got the axe, uh, what, late November before – you know, it was a few weeks before the season ended last year. So my producer, JC, says, hey, stop it. Stop all this Urban Meyer talk of him being fired. Pump the brakes. Just simply stop it. That's what JC told me to tell you guys. Okay, the podcast continues. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Let's uh, pull up some stats uh, from the Jags-Dolphins game. We'll, we'll do that now. Uh, Tua, and I always love saying his last name to see if I can say it right, Tua Tagovailoa, 33 for 47 in the game, two touchdowns, one interception. 
all this talk of the Dolphins now trading for Deshaun Watson because maybe they're not maybe they're thinking two was not a franchise quarterback, but I mean he was 33 out of 47 in the London game. Two touchdowns, one interception. Uh Jacoby Brissett came in briefly one for one, what for uh 25 yards. So I think Tua does have a future in the NFL if he can stay healthy. You know, he had injury problems, especially in college, of course. Um, let's see, Tua played the first game. Miami won their first game of the year. Then I believe Tua got hurt in the second game, and, you know, the Dolphins kind of went downhill. Then they lost to our Jaguars 23-20. to uh, Pulling up the stats, Trevor Lawrence, a lot of people feel that, you know, this is probably – this is probably his uh, uh, best game. He's getting a little bit better each and every game. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was, of course, uh, in the game. He was uh, 25 out of 41, 319 yards, had the one touchdown pass uh, right before the end of the first half uh, to Marvin Jones Jr., about a 28-yard touchdown into the end zone. So I think it was maybe what? three or four yards deep in the end zone or so. So actually it's a little over 30 yards and he put that thing on a dime. And uh, that's why that's honestly why Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars was drafted number one overall. Nobody, honestly, nobody, nobody in the quarterback room for the Jaguars last year in 2020 could make that throw. Trevor Lawrence showed why he was number one overall, the reason why he may be one of the top quarterback prospects since uh, way back since John Elway. Um, he can make the throws. He's gradually getting better each and every game, and you just got to build to keep him healthy and uh, build the team up around him. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Much more coming up. So as uh, we continue with the Teal Shirt Report podcast, we're listened to in as many as 36 states across the United States. We're worldwide. Great places like Northern Ireland that listen to us, the UK, Wales, Andy Powers. Special hello to you. Uh, we're going to give shout outs um, to some folks listening in, including uh, David Martin, who said he called the Atlanta Braves to win that National League Championship Series in Game 6 as they did. So uh, congratulations to David Martin, semi-pro football player and also a big Braves fan. want to say hello to, uh, uh, of course, Enrique, uh, Enrique Crumbs. That's right, Enrique Crumbs. Uh, Bud Flanagan um, celebrated a birthday today, I believe on um, October the 24th as we record this podcast. Bud Flanagan, who I ran into in one of the Jaguars groups on Facebook, uh, Larry Cole from Apopka, Florida, who gives us a lot of the Central Florida high school football scores. Larry Cole, the uh, I like to call him the Jimmy Buffett of Facebook. I think he loves those uh, those umbrella drinks and that uh, that Jimmy Buffett music. 
Larry Cole from Apopka, Florida, who does provide us at Big J Report, you know, with a lot of the uh, Central Florida football scores, especially in our BigJReport.com Facebook group. George Bowen. George Bowen recently had a birthday several days ago. Happy belated birthday to George Bowen. As, uh, hey, we're keeping a few folks on the shout-out list. If I miss somebody, please let me know at uh, Scott at uh, BigJReport.com. That's our email address, Scott at BigJReport.com. Heck, my, my phone number's on the website, too. If you, want, if you want to ever touch base, give me a call. Uh, thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. And listening, again, we are uh, listened to in as many as 36 states across the United States, and we're worldwide, too, uh, internationally. Great places like uh, Montreal, Quebec, uh, Canada, uh, the east side of Canada, the east coast, the west coast of Canada, Hong Kong. Hey, guys. Um, other folks uh, listening in, we've had some listeners in Bangladesh, of all places, Bangladesh, Brazil. Um uh, a big group of listeners in Northern Ireland, probably one of our biggest international areas that listen in uh, the podcast in Northern Ireland, also England, the UK area. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, We'll go back to the stats and I'm glad I was able to go back to the film uh, where we could actually, where we can actually see, you know, who was in on that fourth down and one tackle and, uh, you know, we went through the film and, you know, we, we did want to, you know, certainly honor those uh, players, um, you know, who we, you know, after looking at the film, we kind of, you know, ascertained Josh Allen made the initial hit. He kind of came in and was playing more like a, almost like a defensive tackle instead of a defensive end. He came right up in the front to make the initial hit along with Chappelle Russell and number 91, a guy I'm so happy they re-signed. I believe it was, uh, it's been about, what, about a year, a little over a year since he re-signed with the Jaguars after being drafted by the Jaguars. I think, honestly, Dewan Smoot was a Tom Coughlin pick, uh, you know, back when DJ Chark was selected. Actually, Taven Bryan was the first-round pick, you know, after the uh, season of going to the AFC uh, Championship game in 2017. So the uh, when the draft comes up in 2018, you got um, actually Taven Bryan, DJ Chark, and I believe Dewan Smoot. Those were your first three picks in the 2018 draft. I think those were Tom Coughlin picks. Quite frankly, Tom loves the stopwatch. Um, DJ Chark, a fast guy. Sadly, um, DJ Chark is hurt right now. Um. You know, with the, uh, let's see, DJ Shark's injury, just reviewing it, he has like a fractured or broken ankle. He may be back in a few weeks is the hope. But if he's done for the season, that would be sad. But that that is a, that is, that's still a distinct possibility, you know, at this uh, juncture in time. Um, of course, Trent Bonk, he's the GM now. And, and, you know, we really all know who hired Urban Meyer. And that was the owner, uh, Sean Kahn. So in that fourth down and one play, Josh Allen made the initial hit. Dewan Smoot made a big hit uh, to the left of that play. And kind of covering up that play right up the middle quickly was uh, 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 Chappelle uh, Russell. So about three guys in on that 
that key stop for the Jaguars. So let's go to the stat line. You know, we got college football, high school football scores coming up too, but let's go to the stat line. We talked about Trevor, uh, Trevor Lawrence being 25 of 41 for 319 yards. The big touchdown pass was the 28-yard touchdown pass to Marvin Jones Jr. late in the second quarter, right before the half. That was a big boost. I mean, that was a big shot in the arm, big boost to the Jaguars going in at halftime. The score at halftime was actually Miami 13, the Jaguars 10. So the Jaguars were able to close the gap a little bit right before the half. So big field goals. Oh, yeah, big field goals, you know, in the scoring, no doubt about that. You had um, three for three on field goals. Matthew, uh, I'm getting used to saying the guy's name now. He came up from the practice squad. Now he's the regular kicker, Matthew Wright. As you know, after his uh, big kicks in London, um, the decision was finally and officially made on Tuesday of this past week. I believe it was Tuesday morning when it was officially announced that Josh Lambeau would be released by the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Lambeau had been with the team for, what, about four years, made some really, really big kicks. And he was officially released, you know, on Tuesday. And that would have been – that actually was uh, – Tuesday, which would have been about October 19th after the uh, October 17th game in London. I mean, heck, Josh Lambeau was there, and he congratulated. He, he congratulated uh, uh, kicker Matthew Wright for those big kicks, especially the game winner. But again, you know, you get a guy that, man, he had the game of his life in, uh, you know, Matthew Wright, and then a couple days later, the regular kicker Josh Lambeau is released and cut basically released from the team. And Matthew Wright going forward is going to be the kicker. you got to remember a couple of weeks back, you know, before the London game, he had doinked one off the crossbar, one of those long uh, 50-yard-plus kicks. He doinked it off the crossbar. Uh, I believe he missed an extra point that game too. So Matthew Wright is, you know, it's been kind of like feast or famine. Uh, He kind of had a bad game, and then he had a, a really good game, maybe uh, perhaps uh, the greatest game a kicker could have in a career. But going forward, we'll see what Matthew Wright can do if, in fact, he can become a more, I would say, a consistent kicker across the board. He has kicked in the NFL before, was uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers at one time, but he was on the Jags practice squad uh, when he was called up. Um, taking a look at the receiving the receiving yardage, uh, we did talk about Jamal Agnew really developing into wide receiver. This is a guy that a couple of years back, I believe, was a defensive back. He turned into a kickoff returner with the Detroit Lions. Um, the Jags signed him in free agency. Uh, you know, I think this was a situation where Daryl Bevel, the offensive coordinator with the Detroit Lions, Last year said, hey, we got to have this guy now that we're moving forward and going on to our uh, new offensive coordinator position with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Jamal Agnew, kind of a you know shorter wide receiver, but he still caught five, five receptions for 78 yards. Uh, Jamal Agnew, basically a kickoff returner, but the plan was always for him to play a, you know, a handful of plays here and there. On offense, um, Jamal Agnew, only about five foot 10, 190 pounds, um, 26 years of age, played at uh, San Diego College. 
and he was actually um, he was actually in 2017 he was picked in the fifth round 165 the 165th player picked overall for Detroit so you know what he did was he played his you know four seasons in Detroit then became a free agent and signed with the Jaguars. He is, uh, you know, he's had a couple of, he had a kickoff return for a touchdown. He had a, uh, a attempted field goal that uh, Jamal Agnew returned for a touchdown earlier in the season too. And heck, Jamal Agnew was, um, now he's playing a little bit more wide receiver, especially since DJ Chark, you know, has been hurt as we know. Uh, Marvin Jones had, um, uh, you know, seven catches in the London game, the London game against Miami. Marvin Jones Jr. had seven catches for 100 yards, including the 28-yard touchdown reception um, from Trevor Lawrence. Jamal Agnew five catches, 78 yards. Uh, Lavisca Chenault six receptions for 54 yards, including the slider catch for what about nine yards? He got the first down. I think the Jags needed what was it, fourth down and eight? They got nine yards on the play to to get the first down with one second left to kick the, uh, the long field goal, you know, which of course, um, you know, led to, um, you know, heck the Jaguars, um, you know, the Jaguars, um, um, you know, certainly at this juncture uh, winning that game against Miami. So you pull up the, uh, you know, the new standings now, Tennessee's five and two, Indianapolis is two and four, Houston one and five, and the Jags are one and five as you pull up to some of the latest standings out there. Um, I'm going to take a look at again the um, the stats in the game. You know, we're going over. Um, you know, we gave you Trevor Trevor Lawrence uh, what 25 of 41, 319 yards, and a touchdown pass. And we'll pull up the box score again. James Robinson, 17 carries, 73 yards. James James Robinson had a touchdown, had a long run for about 24 yards. Um, we talked about, you know, LaVisca Chenault with six catches, 54 yards, including that last catch before the field goal. James Robinson, three catches out of the backfield for 28 yards. Dan Arnold. Two catches for 27 yards. Luke Farrell tied in for the Jaguars, a rookie. One catch for 21 yards. Uh, Chris Manhurts, one catch for 11 yards. And again, Marvin Jones, uh, Marvin Jones Jr., that's kind of the receiver that Trevor Lawrence um, is kind of locked in on, especially with plays down the field. Although Jamal Agnew uh, did have five catches for 78 yards in the game. LaVisca Chenault, six catches for 54 yards, including the slider catch for the first down and the play that stopped the clock to set up the winning field goal uh, by the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. So, you know, we did take a look at uh, Chappelle Russell, four uh, total tackles, two solo tackles, the leading tackler for the Jaguars uh, on that day in London, Damian Wilson, the linebacker, at 12 tackles, nine solo tackles, and he was, you know, he was a big part of the victory because, let's face it, Damian Wilson, he was kind of filling a hole that normally Miles Jack, um, 
you know, handles uh, for the Jaguars. I understand Miles Jack will be back uh, in the next game against Seattle. So when you got Damian Wilson and both Miles Jack out there, it's going to improve the defense quite a bit. Uh, Andrew Wingard had seven tackles, including five solo tackles. Sean Jenkins from his safety position, um, 10 tackles, 10 total tackles, seven solo tackles. Josh Allen might have had his best game as a pro. Uh, seven total tackles, four solo tackles, including that that play where he made the initial the initial hit on the fourth down and one play that the Jaguars stopped Miami on fourth and one and got the ball back, and it led to the victory. And, of course, the long field goal uh, by the Jaguars kicker, Matthew Wright. His long kick was 54 yards on the game winner. Uh, Matthew Wright was three for three in the game, including the long field goal for 54 yards. He also hit one for 53 yards. Um, He... uh, had 11 points on the game as he kicked three field goals and also kicked two extra points um, in the game. So that's some of the stats, some of the latest stats on the Jacksonville Jaguars' 23-20 to 20 victory over the Miami Dolphins. Again, we're brought to you by uh, Saucer Realty for your real estate needs in North Florida. You can find Saucer Realty at our website, bigjreport.com. Scroll down to the weather information You'll find the link for Saucerility where you can click on, you know, and find some of Larry's listings at Saucerility for North Florida real estate needs, home, residential, business, commercial. It's Saucerility. We also want to thank Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast, and LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. And again, you can follow us at BigJReport.com. We got college football. We got a college football scoreboard coming up. High school football scoreboard. Uh, North Florida Entertainment and more coming up. I had a chance to drop by the Florida Theater uh, the other day, and I did. I did ha- happen to pick up a listing of some of the concerts coming up at the Florida Theater and some of the other venues as well. We've been checking on, so you know, keep it right here for North Florida Entertainment, Jacksonville Jaguars news, other area sports including a high school football scoreboard, uh, the SEC College Football Roundup as well. we got much more coming up on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And, hey, we'll check in with Alex Nunnery. I think Alex has got some uh, reports and interviews on high school football coming up for us, too, as the Teal Shirt Report podcast continues. Stay tuned. Okay, so now we're going to continue with um, our entertainment uh, portion of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Let me give you a quick Duval here. Duval NFL games being played today. It is Sunday, October the 24th. Also, as we talked about entertainment, I had a chance to drop by the Florida Theater, and they gave me me one of their actual upcoming uh, concert brochures. We'll take a look at that as well. Also, if you do any, uh, you watch any, you know, entertainment games on YouTube, 
I will recommend the 1966 Syracuse Tennessee game that was played in the Gator Bowl. The Gator Bowl game of 1966 between Syracuse and the Tennessee Volunteers on YouTube won number 49. Number 49, Tom Coughlin played for Syracuse. And he played either, I guess, wingback or flanker. But when I watched the game, you know, I saw Tom Coughlin go down the field. Um, he was running downfield trying to – he was looking for somebody to throw a block on is what Tom Coughlin was doing. So he was uh, uh, throwing some serious blocks as he went down the field. He was looking for somebody to block. Also on that same Syracuse team um, that was teammates with Tom Coughlin, halfback Leroy Kelly who was a great player with Syracuse. He was also a very good NFL player with the Cleveland Browns. I believe he played most all his career with the Cleveland Browns as a running back. Uh, also, can you believe this? Not only halfback Leroy Kelly in the Syracuse backfield, but also fullback Larry Zonka. And he was wearing his uh, traditional number 39 in this game, Syracuse versus Tennessee, in the 1966 Gator Bowl game. So, you can watch it on YouTube. It's a 1966 Gator Bowl game between Syracuse and Tennessee. Tom Coughlin is playing for Syracuse, number 49. You got Leroy Kelly and uh, Larry Zonka playing for Syracuse. I did see the Tennessee kicker kick a field goal. And now, this was not a soccer-style kicker. This was one of those straight-ahead kickers like they had back in the 60s and 70s. But uh, he was from not too far from a place I used to live. He, he lived in, um, they said this kicker for Tennessee was uh, uh, from Headland, Alabama. I used to drive through Headland uh, between Eufaula, Dothan, and uh, Georgia as well. And uh, But I would highly recommend this YouTube video, Syracuse versus Tennessee, the 1966 Gator Bowl game. I even saw Tennessee playing, and I told JC this, our producer on the phone, I said, Man, they even went into a 7-1 one time. You know how some teams play a 4-3, a 5-2, a 3-4. I saw them, I saw Tennessee Tennessee's defense playing a 7-1. And I believe Doug Dickey, who would later become the Florida Gator coach, was the head coach for Tennessee back on that 1966 team. So also I'm going to recommend another video, another old uh, retro game. Of course, you got to remember these games were really played. 1976 Georgia-Florida game, 1976 Florida-Georgia game. I saw Matt Robinson playing quarterback, and I saw Matt Robinson take one of the most vicious hits I've ever seen. The flag was not thrown. There was, there was no targeting back then, as they call it now. And uh, I tell you what, that was just football back when football was football. I mean, hard hits. You didn't see the flag come out as often. Seems like in college football nowadays, uh, some games you might see the flag thrown every other play. But I will tell you this, that Florida defensive back came around the corner. He didn't break a stride. Nobody picked him up. It was like one of those, um, you know, safety blitzes. He came right around the corner. Man, Matt Robinson never saw him coming. Boom, he, he hit Robinson. Um, Matt Robinson played the first half of that uh, Georgia-Florida game in 1976, and I heard Coach Dooley say at halftime, Ray Goff's going to play the second half. And, of course, later, several years later, uh, Ray Goff, 
um, what was it back in the nineties, early two thousands? I, I can check on Rakoff became, and he was a surprise uh, choice. He became the head coach of the Georgia Bulldogs, and everybody said, "Well, Vince Dooley liked him." He was on Vince Dooley's staff at the time, and um, you know, Rakoff, you know, when he got relieved of his duties at Georgia, when he kind of got the axe. Um, I think Ray had another opportunity maybe to coach, decided to get out of coaching. And Ray Goff actually, um, I think he became maybe a, a, what, a cattle rancher or something briefly. And then he he was one of the the early investors that started Zaxby's. So Ray Goff, he's done, uh, he's done, he's done pretty good for himself, you might say. Ray Goff was a player with the Georgia Bulldogs from 74. Uh, to 76. So he must have been a senior in that um, that 1976 Georgia-Florida game that I'm alluding to. Check that one out, especially the first minute of the video, the 1976 Georgia-Florida, Florida-Georgia game in 1976. That vicious hit. And I think the the player, he had, I think he was maybe number four defensive back for Florida. He came around the corner, man, he he laid the wood to Matt Robinson. What made it more of a difficult uh, shot for Matt Robinson? He didn't expect it. You know how when you get hit in a football game, oh, there he is. I mean, that's what happened. And, um, you know, Ray Goff had an overall coaching record at Georgia of 46-34-1. and He was 2-2 two and two in bowl games. And... Um, Let's see. He coached at Georgia. He was an assistant at Georgia from 81 to 88 under Dooley. And he was the guy that Vince Dooley kind of chose to be his successor. And Ray Goff was the head coach at Georgia from 89 to 1995. I I believe Jim Donnan uh, followed Ray Goff. And then you had Mark Richt, of course, and you know, George has had a few coaches in their time. And now, of course, Kirby Smart is a coach at uh, Georgia. So Georgia's had some good coaches, some good teams. And, you know, they won it all the national championship way back in 1980. And I was actually down on the field uh, for the Georgia-Florida game. Uh, I believe it was 1980. And I was working, uh, doing a talk show uh, when I was very, very young. I was um, um, still in uh, – uh, high school, getting ready to go into college at the time. So I will tell you that um, there's been some great games played in the Jacksonville, Florida stadium, whether it's known as a Gator Bowl or Altel Stadium, Everbank Field, TIA Bank Field. I think, I think to me and most people that grew up in Jacksonville, you know, it's always going to be known as the Gator Bowl game. So I, I highly recommend you check out the Gator Bowl game from 1966, um, Syracuse versus Tennessee. You get to see Tom Coughlin playing for Syracuse, Larry Zonka, uh, Leroy Kelly. And um, the 1976 uh, Georgia-Florida game, Georgia actually won that game, but Florida had a two-touchdown lead at halftime. And if you want to find it on YouTube, you can type in 1976 Georgia-Florida game. You might even type in fourth and dumb. And they were kind of referring to Florida's uh, 
coach for going for it on fourth down and Florida didn't make it. Doug Dickey was the coach, you know, at that time. So a lot of Florida fans know exactly what I'm talking about. You guys that have been watching uh, Florida Gator football and even Georgia Bulldog football for a long, long time. So um, taking a look at some of the entertainment, um, I, you know, I, I was thinking about some some movies, some documentaries, and some actual movies that I've enjoyed over the past few years, uh, including Moneyball, a baseball movie, which I really enjoyed. If I leave here tomorrow, the Leonard Skinner documentary movie that, you know, I saw on Showtime, you know, a couple of years ago, about, about the time we started doing the podcast, you know, almost two years ago. Uh, I did watch a movie called 61 featuring Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle or, or actors that were playing Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle. Um, so those are some, you know, those are some, some good documentary movies that I've watched over the past few years that I'd recommend 61, uh, the movie about Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle. If I leave here tomorrow, the Leonard Skinner documentary and movie that was on Showtime when it originally came out. And, of course, uh, you know, I like the Moneyball uh, movie as well. We're also going to take a look at high school, a high school football scoreboard, a college football scoreboard. Um, most of the NFL games have you know, now almost concluded, except, I guess, for the Sunday night game. We're recording this podcast on uh, Sunday afternoon and Sunday evening, October the 24th. Um, we'll, we'll, what we'll do now is uh, we'll, we'll go back to Friday night. Let's see. We'll go back to Friday night, October the 22nd, and take a look at the high school football scoreboard. We also have some reports and interviews with Alex Nunnery uh, coming up as well. So let, let's take a look at some high school football scores uh, coming up for you right now. On the high school football scoreboard for Duval, uh, Jacksonville, Florida, North Florida, South Georgia, South Alabama, uh, pocket of South Alabama, and also Central Florida and surrounding areas too on Friday night, October the 22nd of 2021. Again, if you have a score that we don't publicize or, or, or give out, cause you know, we're giving out a lot of scores from North Florida, South Georgia, pocket of South Alabama and even Central Florida, and we want to thank a lot of the folks that, you know, that that help us, you know, with our uh, high school you know, football scoreboard, including you know Alex Nunnery and you know some of the other folks that you know help us out, like uh, with Central Florida scores, uh, Larry Cole in the Apopka, Florida area, uh, John Gaylor who. Um, keeps us up to date on a lot of games going on around the Jacksonville area. And, um, you know, uh, we, we did listen to some of Doug Applin's uh, broadcast on uh, Ufala, Alabama football. So I've kept up with, we've been keeping up with North Florida, South Georgia, pocket of South Alabama and Central Florida as well. But if, if and again, we, we kind of cover a broad area, North Florida kind of broadening out into South Georgia and even sur other surrounding areas. So if there's a score we don't have, you can always email me, scott at bigjreport.com. That is uh, scott at bigjreport.com. You can send me in any type of email you like to. Maybe there's a high school uh, team or score you'd like us to publicize. We'd be happy to do that. Just uh, email me, 
Scott at BigJReport.com. Let's uh, get back to the scoreboard uh, for Friday night, October the 22nd. Um, let's see. Now on the uh, the high school football scoreboard, uh, sadly, my Ed White commanders got defeated by Baker County. According to John Gaylor, he, he, he told Big J Report that Ed White sadly turned the ball over a couple of turnovers late in the game, I believe, uh, late third quarter and into the fourth quarter. The game was probably closer, actually, than the score indicated. But it was the Baker County Wildcats 36, the Ed White Commanders 16, the final score. Um, the Fletcher Senators uh, knocked off First Coast. Fletcher Senators 44, First Coast 14. Again, that was the Fletcher Senators 44, First Coast Buccaneers 14. Uh, the Terry Parker Braves 28, University Christian 14, a final. Um, some other scores. We, we corrected this score. Uh, Sandalwood defeated Mandarin. Sandalwood Saints 30, the Mandarin Mustangs nothing. That score corrected now. Uh, Duval Charter 57, St. John's Country Day 16, the final score. Um, I tell you what, a big one. Let's see, a big one that, um, you know, that we we did have from uh, Friday night included. Riverside High School, the Riverside High School Generals, formerly known as the Lee High School Generals, the Riverside High School Generals, formerly known as the Lee High School Generals, 28, Trinity Christian Academy from Jacksonville, Florida, 20, uh, the final score. Now, Trinity Christian's got a really good team, but, you know, they're a very good team, but they have uh, three tough losses now. Uh, Alex Nunry told me that all three of these losses are non actually non-district game, so it shouldn't affect Trinity going to the state playoffs. They won the Class 3A state championship last year. They dropped down to AA, Class 2A this year. So apparently Trinity is still undefeated in their district game, so they should be able to go to the, you know, the, the, the playoffs. Playoffs? Looks like Trinity will be in the playoffs again because they haven't lost a district game. Uh, so the Riverside High School Generals, uh, formerly Lee High School Generals, 28. Trinity Christian Academy of Jacksonville, Florida, 20. Trinity, a very good team, but three tough losses now. But none of them apparently uh, in their region or district, if you will. Uh, Bishop Kenny, 31. Live Oak, Florida, Swanee County, 28. So again, it was Bishop Kenny, 31. Swanee County, 28, the final score. Um. The latest I got on Inglewood, Inglewood, uh, I'm sure, won this game. Inglewood Rams 28, Fernandina Beach Pirates nothing. The latest score we had on that game was late in the third quarter. So, uh, without a doubt, Inglewood uh, won that game. And uh, the last score report we had was Inglewood Rams 28, the Fernandina Beach Pirates nothing. Uh, Tift County, Georgia 21, the Camden County, Georgia Wildcats 14, the final. Uh, Hilliard, uh, Hilliard, Florida, 28, Trenton, 21, a final. Bartram Trail defeated Oakleaf. Uh, Bartram Trail, 49, Oakleaf, 33, the final. Uh, Bradford, 42, Yulee, 18, a final score. Uh, the Orange Park Raiders were leading in this game, but the Westside Wolverines came from behind. They were, I think, a couple of scores down. 
and Westside came back and won the game. It was uh, the Westside Wolverines 28, the Orange Park Raiders 23. Um, also, let's see, Chiefland defeated Interlochen. Chiefland 55, Interlochen nothing, a final score. Irwin County, Georgia 36, Charlton County, Georgia 7, a final score. And by the way, Charlton County, that's where all the Baileys, like Champ Bailey, went to high school, but Irwin County beat them. Irwin County, Georgia, 36. Charlton County, Georgia, 7, a final. Uh, Richmond Hill, 14. Glen Academy in South Georgia, 7, a final. Uh, Lafayette, Lafayette, 51. The Stanton Blue Devils, nothing. Eastside, 27. Palatka, 8, a final score. Uh, let's see. Crescent City, 62. The Wolfson Wolfpack, 38, a final. NFEI, 38. Harvest Community 18, a final score. Clay High School Blue Devils 23, Middleburg 21, the final. Uh, North Marion defeated Menendez. North Marion 17, Menendez 10. Uh, we were talking about Doug Dickey, the former Florida Gator head coach and the former Tennessee Volunteer head coach. Doug Dickey, as I understand it, went to PK Young in Gainesville went on to play at the University of Florida, and then he coached at Tennessee and then Florida. Uh, his school was P.K. Young, and P.K. Young did defeat uh, Ford White. P.K. Young, 28, Ford White, 14, the final score. Uh, how about Gainesville Buholtz? Uh Gainesville Buholtz. Gainesville Buholtz 14, the Bulls Bulldogs, 7. You know, and Bulls laid the wood just uh, – two or three weeks ago to Trinity, 35 to nothing. But Bowles gets beat by apparently a pretty good Gainesville Buholtz team. Gainesville Buholtz, 14, the Bowles Bulldogs, 7, the final score. Uh, St. Augustine defeated Matanzas. St. Augustine, 37. Uh, Matanzas, 21. Baldwin defeated Paxson. Paxson's now known as PSFAS. Baldwin, 41. Paxson, nothing. A final, Hawthorne defeated Forrest, and I believe that's the Forrest out of Ocala, I believe. Hawthorne, 27, uh, Forrest, 6, the final. Um, we'll mention the St. Augustine score again. I think we actually put it in the post twice. St. Augustine, 37, Matanzas, 21, a final. Uh, Madison County, 28, Lake City, Florida, Columbia Tigers, that's the Lake City, Florida, Columbia County Tigers, 16. So Madison County won that game. Madison County, 28. Columbia County Tigers, 16, a final. Uh, Vanguard defeated Bellevue. Vanguard, 42. Bellevue, 7. In South Alabama, Lochapoca, 54. Barber County, Alabama, nothing. That was uh, in South Alabama, uh, Lochapoca 54, Barber County, Alabama 0. The Fall Alabama Tigers 1, uh, the Fall Alabama Tigers 28, uh, Lanier 6, a final score. Uh, Fall Alabama, apparently they, um, you know, in Alabama, sometimes they start a week or two earlier than, say, the Florida or Georgia schools. Uh, Fall Alabama is now 5-5 five and five on the season in 2021. There was talk after that game they weren't sure if Eufaula will make the playoffs or not. It was still a possibility. So I guess we'll find out soon if Eufaula made the playoffs. But Eufaula 
for for Eufaula, Alabama's high school football team standards. Five and five is is certainly not the best of seasons for them, but Eufaula, Alabama, now five and five on the season in 2021. Uh, Back over in Georgia, Mitchell County, Georgia defeated Randolph Clay. Mitchell County, Georgia, 39. Randolph Clay, eight, a final. Uh, Schley County, let's see, Schley County defeated Chattahoochee County. Schley County, a pretty good team. I think they've only lost like one game this year. Schley County, 20. Chattahoochee County, Georgia, 19, a final. LaGrange, Georgia, 55. Spencer, 26, a final. Uh, Pacelli, which I think they're now known as St. Anne Pacelli, but back in the day they were called Pacelli. Pacelli, 35. Heritage, 7, a final. And uh, Crisp County, 59. America Sumter County, uh, 12. So it was Crisp County, 59. America Sumter, 12. And those were some high school football scores on Friday night, October the 22nd from Jacksonville, Duval, North Florida, South Georgia, even a pocket of uh, South Alabama and some uh, Central Florida school, uh, Central Florida scores, too. Uh, we do get a lot of our Central Florida scores um, from uh, Larry Cole uh, from Apopka. So that's a look at some of the high school football scores uh, for North Florida, South Georgia, Central Florida, a pocket of South Alabama. We'll also check in with Alex Nunry and get his high school football reports and interviews from Alex. Let's check in with BigJReport.com sports reporter Alex Nunry. Uh, here's Alex. Alex? Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and welcome to the Teal Shirt Report podcast, a part of a BigJReport.com production. My name is Alex Nunnery. I'm the sports reporter for BigJReport.com. It's another beautiful night of Florida high school football. Here on a beautiful night of Friday, October 22nd. Ladies and gentlemen, it's another beautiful night of Florida high school football here on this gorgeous night of Friday, October 22nd. That's October 22nd. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to welcome you all to Joey Wiles Field and Walt Slater Field. Here on the beautiful campus of St. Augustine High School as ladies and gentlemen tonight we have a really good football game in store for you all between between the Matanzas Pirates and the St. Augustine Yellow Jackets the Pirates they come off a nice win last week versus Ridgeview. The Pirates, their school opened in 2005. Their head coach 
in his third season. The Pirates, they actually come into this game at 3-3. Three and three. The head coach of the Pirates in his third season. That's Matt Forrest. And ladies and gentlemen, the St. Augustine Yellow Jackets come into this game at 4-2, following a 28-21 win over Nice two weeks ago. The Yellow Jackets head coach. He's been here as the head coach since 2016. That's their very own. A St. Augustine High School alumni, Ryan Braddock. The Jackets, the Yellow Jackets that is, the 2005 state champs of Class 3A. That state championship led by one of the greatest coaches of all time in Jacksonville history, Joey Wiles. Ladies and gentlemen, on this Matanzas coaching staff, you have a legend. The only player in football history to win a Super Bowl and a arena football championship. The Arena Football League's all-time leader in catches, receiving yards, and all-purpose yards. Ladies and gentlemen, that's former Bethune-Cookman great T.T. Tolliver. Ladies and gentlemen, the Yellow Jackets' most noble alumni. That's Brandon James and Caleb Sturges. Both played their college football at the University of Florida, ladies and gentlemen. Brandon won a national championship at the University of Florida along with the great... Tim Tebow. The Matanzas Pirates. Their star players are Herbie Tenna and Noah Condiff. Ladies and gentlemen, the Yellow Jackets star players. You have Trey Durden. Jason Jackson. And Devontae Lions. Those are the star players for the St. Augustine Yellow Jackets. A Jackets win today and a Jackets win next week. Will and the Jackets will be district champions. Dequan Evans passes complete to Noah Condit. That extra point is terrific. Matanzas leads it seven to nothing with eight 
25 left in the first quarter. Once again, a Evans to Cundiff touchdown Pirates. 8:25 left in the first quarter. Matanzas seven. The Jackets nothing. Travion Beeman takes the kickoff return into Pirates territory. It's first down, St. Augustine. Beeman plays for the Yellow Jackets of St. Augustine High School. Touchdown, Yellow Jackets. Number 19, Devontae Lions. A 39-yard touchdown run. He's only a sophomore, ladies and gentlemen. It's touchdown, Jackets. Your score with 727 left in the first quarter. It's Matanza 7, St. Augustine 7. The quarterback for the Yellow Jackets, Trevon Jordan. Jaquan Evans takes it for the touchdown, Pirates. Your score with 3.21 remaining in the first quarter. It's Matanzas, 14. And the Yellow Jackets of St. Augustine, seven. Devontae Lions once again. A touchdown, Yellow Jackets. This time a 63-yard touchdown run for the Lions. It's 14 to 14 as St. Augustine ties it. 11.27 left in the second quarter. 14 to 14. Touchdown, Yellow Jackets. Number two, Trey Durden. 15-yard Yellow Jacket. Touchdown, Jacket run. The Yellow Jackets. Lead Matanzas 21 to 14 with 256 left in the second quarter. The Jackets fans came out and supported the Yellow Jackets tonight. This home side, barely any. Seats open. It is packed. This is a terrific crowd here at Foot Grumley Stadium of St. Augustine High School. All of the Yellow Jackets. Jay Downey's kick is terrific. We are here at halftime at St. Augustine High School. It's the Fighting Yellow Jackets. 24. The Matanzas Pirates. 14. 
Travion Beeman, touchdown Yellow Jackets. John Dowdy's extra point is terrific. Your score with 9.40 left in the third quarter. It's the St. Augustine Yellow Jackets, 31. And the Matanzas Pirates, 14. That music you hear in the background is the Fighting Jackets fight song. Touch down, Yellow Jackets. Number three, Trey Beeman into the end zone. 6.20 left in this third quarter. It's the St. Augustine Yellow Jackets, 37, and the Matanzas Pirates, 14. Ladies and gentlemen, at the end of the third quarter, you're at St. Augustine High School. It's the Yellow Jackets, 37, and the Pirates, 14. The sack made by number six, Mark Brown. A loss of six on the play brings up. I apologize, a loss of seven on the play brings up a loss of seven. Second down and 17 for Matanzas. The Pirates, a very young school in Palm Coast, Florida. Touchdown, Pirates! Number three, Daquan Evans into the end zone for the Pirates. Your score with one, 53 remaining in this football game, ladies and gentlemen. It's the St. Augustine Yellow Jackets, 37. And the Matanzas Pirates, 21. We will have a few interviews after this football game concludes. Matanzas tries for the onside kick. It's recovered by number one, Tyshawn Campbell for the Yellow Jackets. First down, Jackets. They have an injured player. At the Matanzas 30-yard line. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that will win this football game. St. Augustine victorious, 37. Matanzas, 21. That's the Jackets fight song. The We Are the Jackets. Or, in other words, we are the Saints come marching in. What a nice win for St. Augustine. They improved to 5-2. and 3-0 in district play with a matchup against Gainesville tomorrow. No, next Saturday, next Friday night at 7 p.m. 
ladies and gentlemen, one of the neat traditions here at St. Augustine High School, a win or a loss is the Jackets band plays the Jackets alma mater. A very cool tradition that you rarely see in high school. All right, we're here with Coach Braddock, the head coach of his alma mater, St. Augustine High School. How did you all play tonight, Coach? Uh, you know, anytime we can get a win, we're going to be satisfied. Uh, these kids work really hard, so we're not going to take wins for granted. Um, you know, definitely maybe didn't didn't play defense uh, to the standard that we would like, and and uh, you know, we certainly had a rough start tonight. But overall, you know, we bounced back after that and in front of our guys. All right. How do you get prepared for a really hot Gainesville team next week? Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. Um, we certainly got to play better than we did tonight. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be facing a stiff challenge, and um, they're tremendous on defense. They've got explosive playmakers on offense, and, uh, you know, we need to have a great week of practice. Yes, sir. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we're here with the star quarterback for the Jackets, Trey Durden. How did you play tonight? Um, I feel like I played okay. Um, obviously, there's some things I can improve on um, offensively with my reads and stuff, but I feel like we played pretty well tonight. All right. Was this like a trap game for y'all getting ready for the big district championship next week? Um, I believe so, especially with us having a bye week. Um, it's us getting back back into the system of things, back into the swing of things. Um, um, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's about it. Just coming back into the swing of things and executing at a high level. All right, good luck against Gainesville. All right, thank you. All right, we're here with probably the best sophomore in the 904, Bam Lions. How did you play tonight? Well, I played okay. It, it could have been better, but I played. I played a good game uh, tonight. All right. Like I asked Trey, was it? What would you consider the, this a trap game for y'all tonight? Uh, again? Would you consider this a trap game for y'all tonight? Uh, a trap game? Yeah. Being like out of district and have, knowing what's ahead of y'all for Gainesville? Are you, I, I can't answer that. I, don't, I, I can't. Okay. Answer that. Hey, but, but anyways, good luck against Gainesville. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Good afternoon and welcome to the Teal Shirt Report podcast, a part of a BigJReport.com production. My name is Alex Nunnery. I am the sports reporter for BigJReport.com. It's a beautiful Saturday for high school football in the state of Florida. As we have won the best rivalries in Florida high school football history. We are here at the Northwest Classic between the Reigns Vikings and the visiting Rebalt and the Rebalt Trojans. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 52nd time these two schools have met. These two schools, Rebalt and Reigns, located only one mile away from each other in the Northwest Classic Battle. The Trojans of Rebalt, they are head coached by Marlon White. 
they come into this game at one and seven. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the Reigns Vikings, five and two on this season. Head coached by their very own Darius Maslin Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, some of the most important alumni have played at these schools. From Reebok, you have Chandra Cheeseborough, Nasworthen, Rod Jackson, Lavernius Coles, Travis Taylor, as well as many, many other Reebok Trojan alumni. For Reigns, you have Brian Dawkins, Harold Carmichael, Solomon, Kenley, Rick Wells Jr., Jabbar Gaffney, Leto Shepard, and Terry LeCount, and many, many other Reigns Vikings. Ladies and gentlemen, the stars for these two schools, the stars for the Trojans, you have Breon Jordan, Calvin Gilbert, and you have Nick Jones for Reebok. The stars for Reigns, you have two of the best receivers in Jacksonville, KJ Burke, Quincy Burroughs, you have Jaquan King, you have Kyrie Hammond, and ladies and gentlemen, you have one of the best safeties in Jacksonville, Kenton Kirkland. Once again, the Vikings, they are coached in his second season by Darius Maslin Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Dungeon of Reebok. Reigns back to back. State champs under head coach Duran Wiley. The new head coach is their very own Mr. Darius Maslin Jr. The quarterback for the Vikings is number one, Carlton Butler. Jones passes intercepted by number 25, Derek Griffin. It's first down, Vikings. The Reigns. Vikings scored. They're up six to nothing with 11:51 remaining in the second quarter. The score was ran by number six, Darnell Cummings. Ladies and gentlemen, the Reigns Vikings. One of their stars plays for the Miami Dolphins. That's Solomon Kendley. And they show in Ricky Wells of the University of Florida Gators as a Reigns Viking as well. The quarterback of those Reigns back-to-back state championships was Ivory Durham. Butler's pass is complete to Quincy Burroughs. 
That's a first down and goal, Vikings. Touchdown, Vikings. Number 20, Clifton Richardson into the end zone. Your score with 10.59 remaining in the second quarter. It's the Vikings from Reigns High School, 12. And ladies and gentlemen, the Reebok Trojans, nothing. The kicker for Reigns, a Cincinnati Bearcat commit. Quincy Burroughs. Touchdown, Vikings. Number two. K.J. Burke with a beautiful touchdown catch. Reigns leads it 18 to nothing over their little brother of Rebot. Reigns owns this series. I mean owns big time. Reigns has only lost 14 games in this series, ladies and gentlemen. None of these Reigns seniors have lost to Reebok. Ladies and gentlemen, a win today. And the Vikings will be 38-14. and 14. Career, career record over Reebok. Once again, this is the 52nd meeting. We are here at the Dungeon of Reebok. I apologize for that annunciation on the Reigns head coach. I accidentally called him Darius Maslin. His name is Donovan Maslin is the Reigns head coach. Ladies and gentlemen, at halftime here at the Northwest Classic, it's the Vikings of Reigns. 18 and the Trojans of Rebalt 0. Touchdown Vikings. Number 12 to Zerius. Your score with 328 left in the third quarter. It's the Vikings. 24. And the Trojans, nothing. Once again, Reigns with a 24 to nothing lead over their little brother from Reebok High School. Touchdown, Vikings. That's their quarterback, Carlton Butler, on the touchdown run. Ladies and gentlemen, your score with 8.43 left in this football game. It's the Reigns Mighty Vikings, 30.
and the Rebalt Trojans. Nothing. For you Reigns Vikings fans out there, your Vikings will be returning to the graveyard next Friday night as they host Columbia. Your final from the Northwest Classic. It's the Reigns Vikings 30 and the Rebalt Trojans nothing. For the Reigns Seniors, they have beaten Rebalt all four years. Congrats to the Reigns Vikings on a terrific 30 to nothing win over Rebalt. Ladies and gentlemen, the Reigns Vikings once again 30 Rebalt. Trojan, nothing. The Vikings seniors have not lost a game ever to Rebalt. What a great senior class Reigns has. Led by Mercer commit Kyrie Hammond. Cincinnati Bearcats commit Quincy Burroughs. UConn commit KJ Burke. And the quarterback Maru Butler. That's the Reigns Vikings seniors, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, what a remarkable high school career so far. For Kenton Kirkland, Jaquan King, K.J. Burke, and Quincy Burroughs of the Reigns Vikings. They have won a state championship in football and a state championship in track and field. That is an excellent career for the Vikings. Congrats also to Rashad Fields. And Rayshon Latimer of the Vikings. And all the Reigns football players on defeating Rebalt 30 to nothing. Reigns Vikings, one of the area's best football programs in Jacksonville history. Come on and support the Vikings. Well, we want to thank um, Alex Nunry for those wonderful wonderful reports. He went to the St. Augustine Matanzas game on Friday night and then on Saturday afternoon went to the Reigns Rebald game. And some other scores that are officially final now. We wanted to give you Inglewood uh, defeated Fernandina Beach. Inglewood 36, Fernandina Beach nothing. Uh, back on Friday night, October the 22nd, uh, the West Side score is a final West Side 28, Orange Park 23. Uh, St. Augustine beat Matanzas, as you heard Alex say. And um, how about the Reigns Vikings, one of the oldest rivalries in the city in high school football? I think the other one is probably Andrew Jackson and Lee. And of course, Lee, now known as Riverside High School, the Riverside High School Generals. But it was Reigns defeating Rebalt in this game. Of course, the um, the St. Augustine-Matanzas game, which St. Augustine defeated Matanzas, I believe it was 37-21. to 21. That game was played on Friday night, October the 22nd. Then the very next night on Saturday night, October the 23rd, 
Um, Alex Nunry, our BigJReport.com sports reporter, went to the Reigns at Rebald game. Reigns won the game. Uh, the final score, as you heard Alex report, Reigns 30 and the Rebald Trojans nothing. Uh, we're going to take a look at some college football. We got North Florida Entertainment, some of the concerts uh, coming up, we're going to take a look at as well. And uh, let's take a look at some um, college football, which took place on Saturday, October the uh, 23rd. Going to pull up some um, college football scores. Um, let's see that we do have uh, Florida State, of course, as you know, they were a big winner. Uh, Florida State. Uh, defeated a school that actually at one time used to be pretty good in Division One AA years and years ago. I think the program's down a little bit now, though. And they were playing a Division One Florida State team. Uh, we are going to pull up the college football scores. We're also going to check uh, North Florida Entertainment. By the way, our low temperature uh, this morning in Jacksonville, Florida, got down to 59 degrees. On Sunday morning, October the 24th, other area temperatures, uh, some temperatures throughout our areas um, over in a pocket of central, or I should say a pocket of South Alabama. Eufaula, Alabama got down to 49 and sunny this morning. Jacksonville, Florida, uh, here where we're located, Jacksonville, Florida, 59 and clear. Apopka, Florida, 70 and sunny. Wow, at 8.15 in the morning. Popka only got down to 70. Uh, Brunswick, Georgia, 61 was there low in sunshine. Atlanta, Georgia, 49 degrees and partly sunny. Tallahassee got down to 59 this morning and mostly cloudy on Sunday morning, October the 24th of 2021. Uh, these temperatures are very close to being the official low temperatures in these specific uh, areas on the morning of Sunday morning, October the 24th. Lake City, Florida, sunny and 60 degrees. Albany, Georgia. Let's see, Albany, Georgia, 51 degrees and sunny. And these were some low temperatures that were experienced, um, you know, throughout our areas on Sunday morning, October the uh, 24th. We do want to thank Alex Nunnery uh, for those fine reports, he went to two games this weekend, St. Augustine, Matanzas on Friday night. And then, of course, Alex um, went to the Reigns of Rebound game Saturday night, October the 23rd. We're going to talk more college football coming up in uh, just a moment. So, again, uh, please stay tuned. Florida State did win their game. You know, obviously, they put 59. They hung 59 on UMass. I think UMass was actually better known for college basketball at one time, too. But Massachusetts, Massachusetts Minutemen did have some good uh, Division I AA teams like 20 years ago, about the time Georgia Southern was really, really good in Division I uh, AA. The Atlanta Braves going on to the World Series. They won game six of the National League Championship Series, uh, four to two over the Dodgers. And we're going to pull up some um, college football games uh, coming up. Yeah, let's go ahead and pull up. Um, 
by the way, in college football, Georgia and Florida both had this weekend off resting up for the Jacksonville, Florida cocktail party at the stadium uh, coming up in Jacksonville on Saturday, October the 30th. And uh, again, uh, Reigns beat Rebalt on Saturday night, October 23rd. Reigns 30, Rebalt nothing. Uh, the final score. We got some college football scores we'll pass along to you right now. Um, in um, college football Saturday, college football Saturday on Saturday, October the 23rd, do I hear letdown from LSU? Ole Miss 31, LSU 17, the final. Mississippi State 45, Vanderbilt 6, a final is Mississippi State. Head coach Mike Leach, the Pirate, winning on Saturday. Arkansas 45, Arkansas Pine Bluff 3, a final. Florida and Georgia were off Saturday, resting up for the big game in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, next Saturday, or this coming Saturday now, on Saturday, October the 30th of 2021. Florida State rolling on uh, Saturday, October the 23rd. Florida State now have the Seminoles three wins in a row. Coach Norvell hung 59 on UMass. FSU 59, the Massachusetts Minutemen three, a final score on Saturday, October the 23rd of 2021. Also, how about this one for points? Uh, Wake Forest 70, Army 56, a final. Literally no defense in that one. Wow, look at the points. Look at the points in that one. Wake Forest 70 and Army 56. How about the FAU Owls where Lane Kiffin used to coach? The FAU Owls 38, the Charlotte 49ers 9, a final. Hey, Coach Taggart. Coach Taggart. In the win column, too. Also, the Cincinnati Bearcats now 7-0 and now. Uh, Cincinnati 27, Navy 20, the final on Saturday, October the 23rd of 2021. Texas A&M literally shellacked South Carolina. Texas A&M 44, the South Carolina Gamecocks 14, a final. Alabama beat up on Tennessee. Some people said it was actually closer than the score indicated, but Alabama still put 52 on the board on Tennessee. Alabama 52, Tennessee 24, the final. And Virginia in a high-scoring game, the Virginia Cavaliers 48, the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets 40, the final on Saturday as Georgia Tech battled them until the end. And that's some of the college football scores. For Saturday, October the 23rd, right here on the Teal Shirt Report Podcast. Much more coming up. Hey, the uh, World Series is set now. The Atlanta Braves just um, knocked the Dodgers you know, out of the playoffs on Saturday night. The Atlanta Braves win that series four games to two over the Dodgers. The World Series is set now. The Atlanta Braves versus the Houston Astros in kind of an old-time National League Western division series because the Braves and the Astros at one time used to be in the National League Western division together back in the uh, 1970s and 1980s. 
before eventually they had realignment and Houston went to the National League Central. And eventually, just a few years ago, Houston uh, went to the American League. So we'll be talking about the World Series over the coming days, too, between my Atlanta Braves versus the Houston Astros. I was a Braves fan since like the, um, you know, the early 1970s. Uh, going back to some more high school football, uh, Inglewood did defeat Fernandina Beach 36 to nothing. Fleming Island 21, Atlantic Coast 12. My mother went to school at Orlando Edgewater. Orlando Edgewater defeated Ridge Community. Orlando Edgewater 43, the Ridge Community 14. Uh, West Side came from behind to defeat Orange Park. The West Side Wolverines 28, the Orange Park Raiders 23. Uh, Winter Park 49, Colonial nothing a final. Seabreeze blasted Pine Ridge, Seabreeze 54, Pine Ridge nothing. St. Augustine on Friday night, Alex Nunry was at this game. Our BigJReport.com sports reporter, Alex Nunry, covered St. Augustine uh, defeating Matanza in Matanzas. St. Augustine, 37, Matanzas, 21. Uh, some other scores, Seabreeze, 54, Pine Ridge, nothing. Tacoa Creek, 56, Umatilla, 12. I didn't even know there was a high school in Key West, but there certainly is. Uh, Key West, way down south of South Florida, you might say. Key West, Florida. Key West, 63, Surge Academy, 6. Uh, Flagler, Palm Coast, 35, DeLand, nothing. Seminole, 29, and good old Lake Mary, 12. That's one of the scores reported to us by uh, Larry Cole, our uh, Central Florida contributor. Again, it was Seminole, 29, Lake Mary, 12, a final score. The first time I ever saw this score, Dr. Phillips playing somebody. I'm thinking maybe Dr. Pepper is going to play too, but Dr. Phillips, 28. Olympia 21. Again, Dr. Phillips 28. Olympia 21. Uh, Lyman from Central Florida. Lyman 21. Um, and let's see. This was, um, wow, that's uh, Lyman over, I believe that's uh, Lake Howard. Lyman 21. Lake Howard, 16. We might have to might have to look that one up. <laughs> might have to look that one up because uh, it looks like Lake Howard. But uh, we'll we'll pull it up in a second here. Uh, as you know, Reigns defeated Rebalt, 30 to nothing. Reigns, 30. Rebalt, nothing on Saturday night, October the 23rd. Uh, going back to the... Um, Let's see, going back to Episcopal defeated the Providence School. Episcopal 44, Providence School 17. I want to check on that, um, you know, on the Lyman, you know, on the Lyman, check the Lyman score out here a minute. Maybe I can, um, I think that was Lake Howard they were playing. Let's Let's check that out. Some of the Central Florida schools. And we're going back checking more high school scores because, you know, we had some that were not. We had some partial scores earlier. Uh, let's see. Windermere Prep 41, Space Coast uh, 6 on uh, Friday, October the 22nd. 
some other scores. Let's see, Ocala Christian, 36, World of Knowledge, 6. Uh, North Marion, 17, Menendez, 10, the final. Um, let's see, Santa Fe Catholic, 45, Cocoa Beach, 6. Uh, Boone defeated Cypress Creek, Boone, 56, Cypress Creek, nothing. Seminole, 29, Lake Mary, 12. Uh, Bayside, 27, Titusville, 7. And let's see some other scores. We do have um, Lake Brantley, Lake Brantley, 36, uh, Coe, 33. Uh, Melbourne, Melbourne, Florida. Let's see, Melbourne, Florida won their game. Let's pull it back up here. Melbourne, 42, Astronaut, 14. Um, satellite, 38, Palm Bay, 15. Uh, Tacoa Creek 56, Umatilla 12. We mentioned that one earlier. Uh, Seabreeze 54, Pine Ridge nothing. Uh, let's see. First, the first academy, the first academy they're called, the first academy 46, Father Lopez 7, uh, Westport uh, 20, Orlando Evans 13. Let's see. Cocoa 27, Spruce Creek 14. Uh, Lake Wells, 37, Heritage, 30, uh, Winter Park, 49, Colonial, nothing, uh, Flagler, Palm Coast, 35, DeLand, nothing. Uh, we mentioned St. Augustine, 37, Matanzas, 21, a little bit earlier, Citrus, 42, Lake Ware, nothing, and Lyman defeated Lake Howell. That's the name of the school, Lake Howell. I tried to call him Lake Howard, Lake Howell. Uh, H-O-W-E-L-L, I guess like Thurston Howell from the old Gilligan's Island, right? Uh, it was Lyman 21, Lake Howell 16, the final score. Uh, West Orange 35, Osceola 21. Man, there are a lot of high schools across Florida. Uh, South Georgia, many, many other areas. Vanguard 42, Bellevue 7, a final. Chiefland, we mentioned this one earlier, Chiefland 55, and Interlock and nothing, Orlando Edgewater, where my mom went to school, Edgewater 43, Ridge Community 14. And that, my friends, is most all the scores. We kind of caught you up on Central Florida scores. A lot of the Central Florida scores uh, were provided to us uh, by uh, Larry Cole, you know, who's our BigJReport.com contributor in the uh, Central Florida area. We'll pull up some concerts. As far as North Florida entertainment goes, let's pull up some concerts. We got ahead of chance to go by the Florida Theater here in Jacksonville, get a, get a uh, new kind of pamphlet of shows coming up at the uh, Florida Theater. We'll take a look at some of the shows quickly that are coming up because we're kind of running along on the podcast. Uh, we're going to have another podcast coming up in a few hours, too. So keep checking back with us. we got a lot more coming up. Uh, shows that are now scheduled. Steely Dan at the Times Union Center in Jacksonville, Florida, was scheduled back on Tuesday night, October the 19th of 2021 at 8 o'clock p.m., but was postponed back on October the 19th and has now been rescheduled for July the 20th of 2022 at 8 o'clock p.m., at the same location where it was postponed at the Times Union Performing Arts uh, Moran uh, Center here in Jacksonville, Florida. 
Michael Blue Blay. They say it's on. It's still on Michael Blue Blay. Uh, you know, I kind of lost track of this particular show, but Michael Blue Blay is now scheduled for Thursday night, October the 28th of 2021 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Star Veterans Memorial Arena uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, ZZ Top on Sunday night, November the 14th at 2021 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater in Jacksonville, Florida. KC and the Sunshine Band. Here we go. KC and the Sunshine Band on Saturday night, January the 22nd of 2022 at 7.30 p.m. Uh, coming up in a few months to the Florida Theater uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. That's right, KC and the Sunshine Band. KC and the Sunshine Band uh, will be at the uh, Florida Theater Casey and the Sunshine Band on Saturday, January the 22nd of 2022 at 7.30 p.m. Coming up in a few months to the Florida Theater uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. Elton John and the Elton John Goodbye Yellowbrook Road Farewell Tour in 2022 on April the 23rd of 2022 at the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. I had a chance to go by the Florida Theater, as you know, ZZ Top on November the 14th. We talked about that one earlier. America, the group America, November the 17th at the Florida Theater. That's their 50th anniversary tour. Uh, Brothers again. They actually uh, play the music of the Allman Brothers. That's Brothers again on November the 19th. So that's some of the shows coming up. You know, moving as we move closer uh, to November. Also, at the ticket office at the Florida Theater, I asked them about the Monkey Show. The Monkey Show was held last month. That might be the last shot in Jacksonville you would have gotten to see the Monkeys. There's only two of the original Monkeys left uh, Peter Tork and Davy Jones passed away some time ago, a few years ago. And it's Michael, let's see, it's Michael Naismith and Mickey Dolans are the only two monkeys left. But I was told the show was pretty good uh, back on October the 16th, about a week ago, a little bit over a week ago. And that's a look at some of the uh, North Florida entertainment. If you like Fleetwood Mac at the Florida Theater, um, and I believe this is a tribute band as well, the rumors of Fleetwood Mac, will perform on November the 3rd. That's the Rumors. It's called the Rumors of Fleetwood Mac on November the 3rd will perform at the Florida Theater. So that's some of what's going on um, in and around the concert scene, North Florida and surrounding areas. And I gave you a few, a few of the Florida Theater shows as well. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Teal Shirt Report recorded on this uh, Sunday night. We finally finished it up Sunday night, October the 24th. Gave you a high school, a complete high school football scoreboard at a couple of different junctures of the a couple of different junctures of the podcast. A college football scoreboard, you know, for a lot of the games, not all of them, but you know, for a lot of the games. And for our next podcast, we'll work on the SEC, the BigJReport.com, SEC Power Rankings will have for you 
on our next podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Special thank you to my producers, uh, Alex Nunnery, our BigJReport.com uh, sports reporter. Uh, Alex also helps to produce the uh, podcast as well. also want to thank JC, our BigJReport.com uh, freelance writer. Thank you, JC, for helping to uh, produce the podcast along with Alex Nunnery. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to episode show, episode show number 64 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And again, thank you for listening. Most likely, we're going to have a new uh, a new updated podcast, episode show number 65, coming up in just a few hours or so. So come back and check us out again real soon. You've been listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. My name is Scott. And I'm out. Hey, have a great day.